Wait. Wait. <laughs> Cheeto threw me. Get back in the kitchen. I didn't read that right. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favourite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Are we ready, steady, cooked? <laughs> I um, say that to myself all the time, like when I'm getting ready. <laughs> like, all right, let's get ready, steady, cooked. <laughs> Are you a tomato or a capsicum, Lauren? Is that what they were, tomatoes and capsicums? Didn't you go there for school once? No, Jay did. Oh, that's I know. She brought it up again recently and I had completely forgotten that she did that i thought she was making it up and she went with like her school with class, yeah it was she? like an excursion mm. so random <laughs> today we're going to ready set of cupcakes <laughs> come on get your wet weather Are gear you gonna hold up the green capsicum <laughs> or the red tomato i really remember the show enough to get that reference it was like always on after school i remember that and then there was deal or no deal as well oh yeah that? That it was, was such iconic. an intense show hello eddie oh god there's too many bobs happening. <laughs> Do you remember all the ladies with the black bob wigs? <laughs> I thought that was another reference that I didn't get. Like, there's men on it named Bob. <laughs> so many bobs. <laughs> no, they all look like Cleopatra vibe. I'm pretty sure they all wore Oh, gold. the women holding the cases. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they all, all had... the female contestants. <laughs> yeah. It was the most popular hairstyle at that time. <laughs> Flying start today. Yeah, very random We're start. A little bit delirious. <laughs> a trip down memory lane, if you will. <laughs> Australian TV after uh, school. What else was good? I loved me some Cartoon Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network. I liked um, ABC and the Disney Channel. Because the ABC had like Doug and you uh, liked hey Doug and stuff. Yeah, I didn't like those two. I was more of like a Dexter's Laboratory, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, Rugrats was ABC as well. Rugrats, Rugrats is ABC. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because I remember I used to do the. You know how there's like the ABC logo and it's like oh, the yeah. three. Yeah. You used to draw that all the time. Yeah. Lol. And I used to like always be like, oh, can I do it? Will I do it this time? Will I do it this time? No, I can do it in my sleep. day you used to have. Oh, God. Back in the the 90s, 2000s, there wasn't that much more to do, was there? (laughs) We weren't a video game family, thank God. But I kind of wish we did get into like SingStar and those kind of ones. All my friends have fun memories of that. And I'm like, (laughs) we have fun memories of playing outside and playing sport. And anyway, let's get into the episode. So before we get started on the topic... Oh, I guess we should probably catch up. We didn't really, like, our first episode back last week. We had Dad, Dad really on. stole the limelight. He did. And what a limelight that was. He It was an Olympic torchlight, it was. some might say. Did we say that? That we have an Olympic torch in our house? 
No, it's pretty funny. Um, Chloe's boyfriend, Ryan, is painting our house at the moment and his little brother is helping him. <laughs> and we just get this photo from Ryan, Chloe's boyfriend, of the brother holding the torch <laughs> with like the cutest smile on his face. <laughs> Apparently he's really excited about it. He hasn't seen one before. <laughs> so funny. But anyway, thank you so much to everyone that's like messaged us or reached out about dad's episode. Because, oh my God, what a good response. Yeah. I mean, I knew that it would be like, he would be great. And I knew that people would like it because he, he knows how to tell a story. He tells a good story. Yeah. And he's always cracking us up and i think like the funny thing about our dad is that the people that know us personally or know us like like as acquaintance level or whatever and no dad like he can come across quite like intimidating or just like really quiet. quiet he seems really quiet but he's actually like with us he's like hilarious and like doesn't mm. stop talking he's and not quiet at all. <laughs> yeah he's not and so i think it kind of gave a little like insight into his actual personality but and why we're so obsessed with him <laughs> i know why this is a brad dalton stan podcast <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because obviously we mentioned last week that he doesn't listen to any of the episodes oh my god yeah and he listened to it and he loved it he and we were finally listened and he just kept hearing these little chuckles coming from his way and we're like oh my god this is so good but then oh yeah day, i don't think like, we've mentioned we're actually on a family holiday at the moment oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's why we're all sunbaking together yeah no just a <laughs> usual wednesday ritual <laughs> but then he also said the other day to us he was like you know if you while we're up here if you guys wanted to do another episode yeah and i was like you well, loved oh my it god, he loved it <laughs> i mean who wouldn't love hanging out with us for an hour and just exactly. like chatting and sorry, guys, please excuse my voice. It's getting nasalier and nasalier. Nasalier and nasalier. It's getting more and more blocked up as I go. I'm sick again, which is very annoying, but you got to do what you got to do. All right. Please try and ignore it. Yeah. So just a quick little catch up. What has happened in the time before dad's episode and our two week break? I got COVID, as we told you all. Well, actually, some people, I don't know if we actually mentioned it on Dad's episode. And if you don't follow us on Instagram and you're not oh, one yeah. of our friends, you may not have known that. Lots That's why we COVID, had a little break. Guys. I know. It was the end of the world. It was literally like all those memes that go around where like someone gets COVID and they like have to tell everyone and post it on their story and everything. <laughs> because it was literally all that was happening in my life. I was like in isolation. Yeah. And I felt like I was dying. This time was so much worse than the first time I well, got it. Well, I still stand by the fact that I reckon you had something else and COVID. I I don't think yeah. that was just COVID because you were like the sickest you've ever been. Yeah, it was terrible. I was like coughing to the point of throwing up and choking. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you have to tell Oh that. my God. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. So I did. I reckon <laughs> this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. I agree. <laughs> so I was really, really sick and I, like I said, I was coughing so badly. Like I was beside myself. I was, <laughs> I was coughing so badly that like I could barely breathe. Just constant, constant coughing, choking. And then to the point where I would start to gag and throw up. So there was this one point it happened like three. That's what you want. I know exactly. So this was like for nearly a week straight of being that bad. But for about three days, I had points where I'd end up on the bathroom floor, like drenched in sweat, just like coughing and throwing up. It was so bad. And I had my phone in there with me. And somehow I have filmed myself. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. So I'm like in my pajamas with like <laughs> my, on the top of your head. Yeah, this ugly bun on the top of my head, like sweaty, disgusting. Anyway, 
I have filmed myself in the bathroom. So all you can see is like, luckily, you can't see too much of me. You can just see like the top of my head and my ugly bun. And you can see like the toilet paper roll and like the toilet because I'm sitting on the bathroom floor and like throwing up into the toilet. It's so gross and so Into the toilet? I thought it was into the sink. No. Yeah, so anyway, I filmed myself somehow, like, because I guess I was like, must have been like getting my knee on my camera or something. I don't know. I've somehow turned my phone on. It's just so filmed. unlikely. It's, that it's so like unlikely. Satan was like. Oh, <laughs> it's so, it's like, how the hell did this happen? And for all the times that this could have happened, this was like the worst. So I filmed it, filmed myself like coughing and choking and throwing up and then that was filmed just on my camera, like on my camera roll, not even an Instagram story. And then somehow I've then butt dialed basically into my Instagram story and uploaded that onto my Instagram story. So you just filmed it first? Yes. Oh my God, this is hilarious. And then it was up for seven minutes. (laughs) Nobody messaged me, nothing. Like I did not know I had done this. (laughs) And then my friend messaged me being like, Loz, are you okay? <laughs> did she reply to the story right? or did she message you? She replied to the story. Oh my god. So you would have seen it. So then I saw it and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I quickly like before I even replied, I like got into it like quickly deleted. I didn't even watch it yet. And I went it I found it in my phone later and deleted it like straight away because I was so embarrassed. I, yeah, was. I couldn't even watch it. And I just replied to her and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I cannot believe I did that. Was it bad? Blah, blah. When I went to delete it, like I saw that heaps of people had seen it. It had been up for seven minutes on my story. Like, fuck, so many people had seen it. But she was the only person that messaged me yeah. to say anything. <laughs> Thank like God. such an extreme driver help. Like, I know. feel sorry for me, guys. It looked Y'all like I was some COVID. freak that had like Munchausen's or something that was like <laughs> trying to get attention for being sick. It was so bad. And I was like, so then I had to like do a disclaimer and send out like a, a story after that being like, hey guys, like if anyone had seen my last story, I somehow managed to do this, blah, blah. Like it wasn't a cry for help. Some people then replied to that story being like, oh my God, I saw it. I was wondering what that was about. Or like, oh. and a lot of people said that they just thought I was really drunk. Oh. <laughs> I was like, guys, come on. It's on brand. My personal brand is a little <laughs> bit higher than that. I'm not going to, I'm like, take stories of me doing shots at the bar posted. I'm not going <laughs> to film myself vomiting on the bathroom like Tuesday floor. morning? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's like a weekday. I don't even know when it was. I was, in, I was deep in the depths of isolation at this point. Oh. Anyway, it was very embarrassing and I cannot believe I did that. Well, um, while you were uploading vomiting videos <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> I had two really fun nights out. My you birthday did. was... I miss Chloe's birthday. I know. So much for being a BFF and a sister. Oh, anyway. I felt so bad. But I actually, it worked out really well because I was so sick and I could not stop coughing. And I'm like, these times you can't go out when you're coughing. Like it's, We didn't know she had COVID at this yeah. point. So I was like, suck it up. Because I was sick for her party. Yeah, and she sucked it up. But because I was coughing so bad, I'm like, I just, I don't You'd be think. coughing over yeah. everyone, yeah. Then we found out the next day that I had COVID. Mm. So, like, thank God I didn't go out. Imagine everyone would have been like, why the hell did you come out yeah. when you're so sick? And then now it's turned out you had COVID. Because I did have two negative rat tests. Mm. So, or rats, the test is kind of, it's like saying ATM machine. Anyway. Or chai tea. Tea tea. Oh, I didn't know that chai meant tea. Chai means tea. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, and so if you do have the symptoms and you do a rat and it comes back negative, but you're still really sick, I would suggest to go get a PCR anyway. That's my little fun fact. But tell us about your birthday. Yes. So mine was a little bit more positive. 
I always split my birthdays up over two things because I've got um, two separate groups of friends. And one time I tried to do it together, but I just felt like I was running around between the groups too much and it was just a bit chaotic. It's not what we want to do on your birthday. So I always split them up. I do one weekend with my school friends and one weekend with my basketball friends and you guys. Anyway, the first weekend was the basketball friends and we went out to the city. My cousin's got a new place in the city. And so she had pre's at hers, which was so nice. And then we went out in the city. We went to this bar at first. And when I looked it up, it was like a Maryvale bar and it was super cute in the photos. And then we got there and it was like, not as great as I oh, was hoping. Really? Yeah, it was kind of, it was cute, but I also think we had four hours of pre's. That's somewhere you'd go first before going somewhere. So four we got hours there. Of pre's, so yeah, we got so there hectic. and we were like wasted, and it was like a cocktail bar. And then no one really wanted to drink that much because we were already so drunk. We just wanted to dance. Like we didn't want to sit down and chat. We wanted <laughs> like to go jump and dance. up on the tables like <laughs> this little speakeasy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Start scatting. Anyway, so we left there pretty quickly. We were only there for like less than an hour, I'm pretty sure. This just feels so weird that I wasn't there. I know. It was like, it, I was actually, I was a little bit hungover, mind you, but I remember thinking how weird it would be going out without you with those girls. It was fine. We ended up having so much more fun than if you had about them. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Anyway, we went to this like R&B. Yeah, um, right. We went to this kind of new place in Double Bay and it was so much fun. They were playing like old school R&B music and it was just the best. But Always a funny vibe. story, when we first got there, the line wasn't that long. There was maybe only like 20 people in line. And I knew a guy who was standing at the front of the line, which was super random. And he said that they'd been waiting there for an hour. And I was like, wait, what? And I like, looked to the security guard and I was like, how long's the wait till you get in? And because we were at the end of these 20 people. Because they were at capacity, right? They're at capacity. And he was like, honestly, now it's just when people come out, we let people in and it was only like 10 30 at this point so it's not like people are going to start leaving there anyway we all kind of like looked at each other and we we're like should we just go somewhere else i don't really want to be waiting here for an hour so we started walking away and then one of my girlfriends ran to go into the pub across the road just to use the bathroom and then when she comes out of the bathroom we're all still standing there talking we turn around back to where we were and there was no line anymore and i was like what the hell and so i went up to the security guard i was like what happened he's like i don't know everyone left they didn't want to wait anymore i was like oh well can we go in now and he was like no sorry you still have to wait for people to come out and i was like oh come on like it's my birthday blah blah blah. and he was like no sorry i can't he was being really friendly he's like i can't like just let you guys in and because there was maybe like eight to ten of us anyway and then he so there's this company in australia and it's called dalton security and i always <laughs> use this to my favor because our last name's dalton so i always pretend that it's like my dad's company anyway he knew that i was completely bullshitting but i was just being super just fake it till you make it friendly and he was just laughing and he's like oh all right like rolled his eyes and let us all in and yeah i was like oh my god how did you do that and i was like finger pissing like <laughs> And then um, a few of the guys came to meet up with us and they called us and they're like, they said, we're not getting in. And I went out and I was like, boys, come on in. <laughs> security guard was like, yep, come through, boys. high five <laughs> How'd you do that? And they were the just cheered as I walked past. His shoulders. He's like, Chloe, Chloe. <laughs> and then you wake up. Yeah. No, it was kind of like that. No, nah, that was really fun. So that was. Um, it's just like a regular night out. <laughs> So that was my first birthday celebration. And then the next weekend I had one with my school girlfriends, but then a bunch of us were invited to a house party after, which was Berlin rave theme. So we went out for like a boozy lunch and then a few of us went back to mine and got ready for like the Berlin rave party. And it was so much fun. They did it in like their garage under their house. It was like a Berlin rave. It was heaps of fun. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. The photos looked sick. It was sick. Anyway, so we've been having lots of fun. Well, Chloe's been having lots of fun in the interim, but not so much me. <laughs> Lauren just being And now I'm sick again. Yourself. Yeah, I should be <laughs> for entertainment. 
Do it for the plot. Yeah, yeah, this will make a good story for the podcast. <laughs> Let's see how much I can really fuck up my life here. But anyway, more importantly, what are we drinking this week, Chloe? Loz has made us a real nice concoction because we're on holiday. We thought we'd make something real fun for tonight's episode. We have passion fruit daiquiris. Passion fruit daiquiris. In fact, it's the first. Oh, this might be pashidaks. This might be the first pashidaks I've ever had. (laughs) But that's a big call. Because I've had lots of daiquiris, but I don't know if I've had a passion fruit daiquiri. Oh, well, you made a pretty good one for the first time you've ever had them. Yes. I. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like Florence. Yes. We're missing the kids now. It's been a few so days. So they were up here for the first week with us and yeah. now we've got two weeks without them. Yeah. And um, me and Chloe have just been talking like Ollie and Florence the whole time to each mm. other. Like, what are you doing now, baby? Yeah, guys, <laughs> freaking, I'm just going to fawn over my niece and nephew for a quick minute. I cook dinner most nights. Some nights we went out, but most nights I've been cooking. And we Chloe's eat really healthy when we're I up I think here. we mentioned that like every episode. <laughs> I'm just going to plug myself again. <laughs> I'm a fucking brilliant cook. No. Anyway, and so some nights the kids would, like, come and sit up on the kitchen counter while I'm chopping up, like, dinner and stuff. Yeah, it became, like, a little ritual. It yeah, was really it was cute. so cute. But Ollie would just be like, what are you doing now, baby? And, like, he obviously hears his parents say, like, baby to each other all the time. And so to him. And like, because Jade calls him baby. She's like, it's Sometimes okay, I baby. call him baby, yeah. yeah. So now he started calling us baby and he'll be like, it's so cute. Hey, Chloe, what are you doing now, baby? What are you doing now? And I'm like, and I'll tell him what I'm What's doing. What's that, like, baby? Oh, okay. What, what's that? And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so cute. So every single ingredient that I got out of the fridge to cook with or chop up or anything, he's like, what's that? What's that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. She's just so cute. Yeah, and she'd talk, like, talking through the whole step. And then we all started doing, like, me, Florence, and Ollie would sit up at the kitchen bench and just, like, talk to Chloe while she was cooking. And it was, like, really cute. It was great. And then Jade sent us a little video just before of she's cooking dinner with them tonight. She's getting mm. all the vegetables out and showing Ollie and he's telling her what they are. It's so cute. Okay, so for today's episode, we are doing a little fun. Are we doing a fun one? We're doing a little fun one. <laughs> we brought you what another fun is one. wrong? Why do we do that every single time? Because we don't plan. We just spit straight fire. And so everything is fun. So it just comes out of our mouths. But mm. anyway, with a lot of the episodes that we've done, like call outs for stories, a lot of people have said, if you do another dating app episode, I've got a story, I've got a story. So now we're doing another dating app story episode. Mm-hmm. These ones are all like dating app disasters or nightmare dating app stories or just like funny stories of like things that happened or like a bit wild, a bit crazy, a bit juicy. So bit stay crazy. tuned for that. Yeah, we're just going to read them out and give our two cents on each of them, which we know you guys all love. <laughs> a bit of unsolicited advice and judgment. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the stories. <laughs> okay. All right. Story number one. Bum, bum. I decided to give the apps another go after taking a big break. I matched with a really cute guy in Bumble. He was tall, dark, and handsome, and by far the best-looking guy out of all of his friends. All of his photos were group shots. Lol, you always want to make sure that you get the best-looking friend. Classic guys always doing group shots as well. Yeah. The chat was good, and we set up a date pretty soon after matching. When I turned up to the date, however, I was shocked to see that he was not what I was expecting at all. Turns out he wasn't the good looking guy, front and center in all these pics, but he was a two out of 10 friend off to the side or in the background. (laughs) Okay. Maybe two out of 10 is a bit harsh, but he wasn't any higher than a four. Oh my God. Lol. I tried not to be superficial and decided to give it a go regardless, but immediately after we said- I tried not to be superficial. He was a two out of 10. (laughs) But immediately after we said our hellos, he said, you're disappointed that it's me, aren't you? Oh my God. It was so awkward. I just tried to pretend I didn't know what he was talking about. 
I tried to change the subject and get the conversation going, but he kept bringing it back to his friend and how girls are always expecting him and are disappointed to get the ugly friend instead. What the fuck? I could, I'm like cringing. I feel so uncomfortable. On top of that, he was downing drinks so fast and getting wasted. I lasted almost an hour. This reminds me of that scene in Friends where <laughs> Rachel gets set up, where Phoebe sets her up with that absolute oh. dud. And it's like so awkward. And he's, he's like, like, and if you're hoping we'd have a few laughs, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. And then he like goes to kiss her at the end. And she's like, what the hell made you give you that idea? Doesn't he start crying about his small hands? <laughs> yeah, because he's like high as fuck as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lasted almost an hour of listening to this guy compare himself to his friend before I made up an excuse and got the hell out of there. Honestly, it wasn't his looks that were the turn off. Like he thought it was the terrible personality. That's literally. Yeah. Don't put your hot friend in all of your dating out. It's like 100%. they do that on purpose to like to lure, lure them, them in. in. And then mm. they're like, but then go and try <laughs> go to the date and try your like best to be to like, be, a, yeah, yeah to don't be a just nice person. Like, You're disappointed, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. You wish I was the tall, dark, handsome one, don't you? <laughs> From the ugly friend off to the side. Oh my God. Especially when it's like not obvious who it is as well. Seriously. I actually don't think I'd go on a date if I couldn't tell who the person was in the photos. She obviously was just seeing what she thought. Yeah. Or I'd be like, so which one are you? Why do you have so many group shots, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> Lol. Story number two. Once upon a time, I matched with a colleague. I love that they started this with once upon a time. (laughs) Once upon a time, I matched with a colleague from work on a dating app. I'd been single for a while and the intention and flattery was nice. We became official after a short while and he then took a badly timed trip to Europe with his flatmate, best friend and best mate's sister, who he used to date but swore no further feelings. Uh Oh, here we go. Mm. We talked daily whilst he was on his trip of all the things we'd do and see once he got back. He came back home and things were great. Sleepovers, dinners, finally had I found what I'd been missing for so long. Then a few months later came the news that his best mate's sister, who he used to date but definitely had no feelings for, this is all in quotation marks, he had accidentally slept with in Europe. Oh, accidentally. Accidentally. He just landed on it with his penis yeah. out. Oh, oh my God. really stressful for him. <laughs> and she was now pregnant. She apparently couldn't have children, so there was no option other than to keep the baby. Imagine if you're... Is this a real story? I feel like we're in Dolly Doctor. I know. (laughs) Hello. Oh, my God. Let's do a Dolly Doctor episode. Mm. Just give, like, really rogue medical advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So... She apparently couldn't have children, so there's no other option for her than to keep the baby, but they weren't together. He said he definitely wanted to be with me, but he needed some space. He told me he didn't expect me to wait, but secretly hoped I would. Fucking selfish freak. Mm. Flash forward to nine months of stringing me along, daily giving me hope and dangling small carrots to keep me interested, and he texts me one morning that he's not coming to work. Crazy ex, his words, had her baby. Oh, my God. Oh, and what a nice surprise. They called his daughter my middle name. What the hell? Actually, what the fuck? Definitely not together, though, and definitely not into her. Okay. I've blocked a lot of it out, but this emotional and narcissistic behavior went on for about two years. He made me think I was imagining things between him and his crazy ex. He dropped so much encouragement to our future relationship that I basically put my life on hold for him. I was a shell of anxiety. The doctor told me I was in premenopause. 
oh my God, I didn't eat. I lost so much weight. I'd wake up with a sick feeling in my stomach every day that would only lift at the reassurance from him that we were all good. Oh my God, God, this is awful. This is so sad. A coffee catch-up after work once a week for 60 minutes was all I got, and at the time I was happy he could give me that. Oh, my God. I had other guys interested and asked me out, and I knocked them all back. So were they official at this point? I think they were official when the girl got pregnant, and Mm. then I think he, like, needed time and needed to take a step back. But they were still hanging out. Yeah, but I think they were still hanging out, Mm. but maybe not still official. It probably wasn't until he told me the crazy ex... (laughs) It probably wasn't until he told me that the crazy ex who miraculously got pregnant was pregnant again that I realized enough was enough. So he's saying the whole time oh that they're not God. together, they're not in a relationship, oh he's not God. sleeping with her. What a fucking freak. My boss matched me to HR after seeing me sobbing at my desk daily. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah, because she was working with him. That's so hectic. <gasps> that makes that. it ten times worse. He was not to approach me or contact me at work. I sought therapy, which was highly beneficial, and eventually realized how trying to fix this guy and make things work was never going to happen. And in the process, I completely lost who I was or what I wanted or needed from a relationship. I made my sister do the Facebook block for me, number block, etc. He tried countless emails, files of songs all about love. Oh my god. Songs. Songs all about love and being the one. It took a really long time to get over this guy who in hindsight actually was nothing special. Mm. Didn't make me feel that special, but just really had such an emotional hold over me. Six years later, I'm logging onto my Facebook on my computer and I see a message in my others folder. It was from the crazy ex dating back to 2012, calling me a home wrecker, telling me they were very much together and I needed to leave him alone and let them raise their family together. What? Six years later? She found the message six years later. But I think this was like during the time that she actually sent it. Oh my God, this guy is fucked. It took all of the willpower I had not to write back and say I had no idea about this and thought she was the crazy ex and I couldn't stand someone thinking that I'd done that to their family. Then I realized most likely everything he told me about her, he had spun the same angle about me. Good luck to them in a relationship that was never faithful and raised on lies and doubt. Ladies, if your gut tells you something's not right, go with it. Wow. That's so true. And it's like, it's so crazy because you think like, oh, that would never happen to me or whatever. This stuff happens all the time. And Mm. it's like, it's so relatable. And I think it's just crazy how these people can have like a hold over you. You look back and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking being caught in this? Like, I don't know. Love makes you do crazy things. I know. I know. And I love the little message at the end to trust your gut because Mm. I think that's, that's something that so many people don't do. Especially if someone's gaslighting you, though, it's a bit difficult if they're like, no, she's crazy. I want to be with you. I accidentally slept with her. It was a complete accident. I don't know how it happened. All right, next story. I saw a couple on Hinge looking for a girl for a threesome. Oh! I sent it to my friends because I thought it was funny and bizarre. I ended up drunk messaging them oh, and meeting god. up the following weekend. Oh my god. It was a weird but great experience, lol. It was fun being the third, but I'm not sure I'd do it again. Oh my god, that's so funny. I've actually had people send me um, pages of theirs before of them being like, it's a couple and they're like, oh my god, look at this. And I've heard of that, yeah. yeah. Actually, I remember my ex told me about... He had a friend who, they were in a relationship, but I think they were like semi-open or something. I don't Mm. know. And they ended up going on Tinder and looking for like a third and ended up having sex with her and stuff. But then I think 
something crazy happened. Like maybe the boyfriend like ended up getting with the girl or I don't know, something happened. Hectic. Well, I remember hearing on a podcast that there was a girl who like wrote in and she and her boyfriend had a threesome on a night out one night. But then she ended up getting feelings for the girl and they were like continually messaging and stuff. And then, oh my god! Yeah, but then it just turned out that she was just excited and she was in a bit of a rut with her boyfriend. Oh uh, yeah, and so she didn't really have feelings for her. She just liked the excitement of like someone new to be messaging and talking to. Yeah, sometimes you can trick yourself into thinking that you have feelings for people, and you don't. And you don't. Yeah. It's just because it's like something different, or it's the attention, yeah. or it's like maybe you're like, oh my god, that was like me all through high school. Yeah, and you're like, I don't even like this person. This person's just a they're big like... loser. They're just showing me attention, and I <laughs> love attention. Story number four. Oh, we love a title. My low-key stalker. Okay, so I matched with this guy on Hinge, and after a week or so of phone calls and messaging, we decided to meet up. We got ice cream, and then he came over to my place to watch a movie. All things went really well, and we had heaps of fun. He seemed super chill, and we had a bunch in common. Both college athletes, close family, and wanted to travel. I had seen him. Very cute. I had seen him earlier in the week, and then on Saturday night, I was headed out with my girlfriends. He said he was going out as well and would meet up with me at the club. So I'm out with my friends, and I feel someone pull my hair back. Stunned, I turn around ready to smack a bitch when I see it's him. I'm shocked. I say, um, ouch, and he's laughing. He gives me a hug and says, let's get a drink. I walk with him to the bar, ready to say, mate, not cool. We get to the bar and he buys a whole round for my girlfriends and says he's happy to see me. So I'll just hold that. (laughs) Yeah. That that wasn't cool back there. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, you can pull my hair if you're going to buy everyone (laughs) drinks. All right. I could tell he was pretty tipsy at this point, And as he orders a double Hennessy and ice, I could see where the night was going. After we go back to my friends, we're all dancing together and singing. He was really touchy and had his hands all over me. I was a little creeped out given we hadn't known each other for a while. Eventually, I was like, hmm, I'm ready to leave. So I said goodbye and that I was headed home. He said, okay, I'll meet you there. Basically just inviting himself over and had to say, no, it's just the girls coming back. I'll see you later. Oh my god. So I get home and our guy friends end up coming back to ours to hang out. End of the night convos and smashing all the food in the house, etc. <laughs> Next thing I know, I hear a knocking at the door. One of the guys in the kitchen opens the door and I see it's him. I go over and ask him, what are you doing here? He says, oh, I see. So much for just a girl's night. Oh my god, what the oh fuck? They've gone on one date. I'm so confused and say, the guys just popped by and you can't just come over when you weren't invited. Yeah. <laughs> Love that she's being like so straight yeah. up. We end up talking out in the hallway for like 20 minutes and I can see he's extremely drunk. I say, look, I think it's best you leave. He doesn't leave and eventually says, okay, I'll leave. I go back inside of my apartment and the guys look through the peephole in my door and see he's sitting, he's still sitting on the floor outside the door. What the fuck? The guys go out with empty liquor bottles in their hands and and ready to get physical with the guy to make him leave. He ends up acting like he leaves and sits behind the wall near my stairs, still like 20 minutes away from my door. Oh my God. 20 minutes away? Yeah. Sorry, 20 meters away. (laughs) 20 minutes away. He's at his own apartment now, but he's still waiting. (laughs) He's waiting in his own bed. I go... (laughs) I go back out and tell him to leave. He says his phone is dead so he can't call an Uber. When I see his phone is on and working. Anyways, I go back inside, pretty shaken up, and my guy friends come over to make sure I'm okay and say, don't worry about it, we'll handle him. He ended up leaving at like 5am. He messaged me apologizing the next day and said he was so drunk he doesn't remember much of the night before. Bull. 
Yeah, probably. I just said it was way too much for him to come to my place and that I needed some space. I guess he was just obsessed with me. I mean, (laughs) why wouldn't he be? He couldn't control himself. All in all, it's safe to say I never saw him again, lol. Wow, that is so intense. Imagine it's going so on the first day. And, like, she could have been keen on him. He, like, totally mm. fucked it up. Like, what? it was one thing for him to, like, pull her hair to the point of hurting her in the mm. club. That's, like, a bit drunk, a bit, like, annoying, but whatever. But to turn up to her house. That's it. And then not leave. Then like, not if leave. he turned up and was like, oh, sorry, I got the wrong idea, I'll go. And then, like, accuse her of, like, cheating on him, essentially. Being yeah. like, oh, so much for just being with the girls. Jesus, that is hilarious. What a freak. There's some real freaks out there, I'm telling you. There sure are. I was away for one of my friend's birthdays in Queensland. We were going out, so I jumped on Hinge to see if anyone was around. I was also planning on staying up there for a week or so longer after the girls went back. I met a guy on Hinge. He had really good chat and was really funny. The girls approved too. I decided to meet up with him the next day for a swim. We got along really well. Plus, he was super tall and really good looking. He was super verbal about his feelings, which was amazing. Which was amazing. <laughs> You're not super verbal. <laughs> which was more strong. And he was putting in so much effort for the dates. He was planning, giving me options to choose from, which I loved. We ended up going for drinks at a headland at sunset. We had really deep conversations about love languages and everything. He told me he was words of affirmation, which made so much sense as to why he was so verbal. We kissed after that date, but nothing I need more. to find a words of affirmation guy. He messaged me a really sweet message when I got home and a good morning text the next morning saying how much he appreciated me. I was seeing him every night while I was there He was cooking dinners for me, cuddling me while cooking, kissing my neck and head, super romantic and sweet. Oh my God. Always telling me. Just like one week of knowing each other. This was only a few days. Always telling me how special I was. He'd even message me when I wasn't with him saying he missed me. This sounds like love bombing. Seriously. Long story short, it was pretty intense for the short amount of time I was there. Then I had to go home, but we're going to try and keep things going and continue talking. I fully thought I was like in love with this guy. Thought I had found the one. When I got home, he had a boys trip to Melbourne planned, but he was feeling super sick. So he said he might not go. When I landed, I had a message from him saying, I hope you have a safe flight. And I replied, but he just liked the message instead of replying. I got this weird feeling to check his hinge. So I went on and he had already changed his hinge location to Melbourne and he hadn't even arrived yet. Oh my God. My heart fully sank. Cause I was like, what was the point of these last two weeks? He was the one telling me how much he liked me, how much I meant to him, how glad he was he met me. Oh my God. Yet he's already changed his hinge location. So then I sent another Before message to him. Before he even got there as well. Mm. Far out. He's like setting it up. Yeah. So then I sent another message to him saying, hope you have a safe flight because he was leaving later that day. And I did not hear from him ever again. Completely what? ghosted. Fully thought I had found a lovely, genuine guy who was everything I wanted in a man, but nup. I ended up messaging him a few weeks later because I needed clarity on what the fuck had happened. And his reply wasn't what I wanted, but he apologized and said, what did you expect? We live in different states. Oh my. What was the point of doing all of that? So this happens all the time. Exactly. Like Like, she was clearly like, she was on holiday. Like it could have just been like a fling, like a a little fun thing. There's no need to go in so hard with all the emotional stuff. Mm. Why do guys do this all the time? They must have in their head that they're planning on ghosting you or that they're like not actually emotionally invested. I don't know. Boys are weird. They're just such simple creatures. I don't think they think that far ahead. And that's how like girls get like, well, girls and guys, I'm sure, but people get full trust issues or get scared to open up because they're like, is this even real? Like, mm. are you, is what, you, are what you're saying to me right now, like actually how you feel? You're just telling me what I want to hear. Mm. I've gone to the point now where I just like have no fear. Oh, have you? 
Really? Wait, you don't have faith in guys? When you when you first said that, the look on your face, it's a look like you were. It, it's a look like you were really <laughs> surprised. Gonna tell it again, guys. <laughs> oh no. my god! Moving right along. Okay. Next story. I recently met a boy on Hinge and we met in the morning after a gym sesh at 6am for a sunrise swim. It was really nice. I couldn't think of anything worse than going on a date with a guy for the first time with a sunrise swim. I know, seriously. (laughs) It was really nice. He was super lovely. He was everything I wanted in someone. It did move very fast. He asked me out after a week of knowing each other. It was a bit much. I wasn't ready for that. Whoa, that's... That's a lot. He also took me on a trip to Fiji after only a month of knowing each other. He got it through work and wanted to take me for five days. We had the best time, got along really well, continued seeing each other for a while, but I broke things off recently because I didn't feel the connection. But the experience was good and I got a free trip. <laughs> okay, so... Free trip to Fiji. Not really <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just sounds so intense for me. I'm just like... Mm. Like, that's great. It's even like the that Melbourne story that we told a few months ago. Would you go to Fiji? If he was going to give you a free trip after only a week? I honestly, like, I don't, I can't say if I'm not in that situation. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I honestly don't know if I would. Like, I reckon I could, I would think it might be awkward. Like being stuck overseas with a guy that like, I don't know. You know, like. I know. And even just like. I would love to be spontaneous like that, but. You could get like freaking sold on the black market. Or I know. Something. How do you know that he doesn't do this to everyone? Yeah. This is what I'm you and I watch way too many like crime movies. But like, maybe it's a good thing we do. <laughs> We're probably not going to get That's sex true. trafficked. I've heard that like sex trafficking is on the rise again. So. It's apparently crazily like popular. Like, <laughs> it's a trend. Sorry, we shouldn't be making light of it. That's just what we do. But it's apparently like way more prevalent and way more common in Australia and in like in Australia, yeah, in Australia and in America and in like um, Western countries than you think. So terrifying. Yeah, Dad was watching a movie the other night about these two girls who got sold into the sex trafficking world, and they were on a school trip. They were only fifteen years old when it happened because they were virgins, so they got sold for way more. Yeah. And then one of them, this is obviously just a movie, one of them ends up becoming the leader oh, of the sex trafficking Totally, because that's what happens. And I, you want to, sure... instead of having to continually do it, you're like, I'll... Yeah, get other people to do it. I've seen movies and shows like that, and I even wonder when you hear about, like, you know, Epstein's right-hand lady that mm. just got um, done for sex trafficking... She I yeah was she groomed to yeah. do that was she trying to take it off herself and like oh my god speaking of grooming this is super random but you remember Dane have Cook? you ever groomed someone <laughs> oh my god yeah how have we not spoken about this yet what to each other what the fuck Dane Cook's like irrelevant <laughs> he's 50 and he just married his girlfriend of five years who just turned 23 that means that they got together when he when she was 18, 18. but he's known as she was 15 I didn't know that part. Yeah, so they're saying there's no way that the day she turned 18, you decide to start dating her. Yeah, like, I just did the math because I just heard it and I was like, wait, they've been going out for, for five years and she's 23. That means that they started dating when she was 18. That's And pretty he far. was 45. How did he know Goals. Her? I don't know. I don't know how they met, but I was just like creepy. And he's just always had creepy vibes. Yeah, he's totally like brosif kind of vibes mm. like frat boy yeah frat boy like let's get another kegger man yeah, yeah totally <laughs> and like blurred lines vibes like <laughs> hectic uh, let's do an esco es- es- <laughs> let's do an es- 
<laughs> Let's do an expose on Dane Cook next episode. Let's do it. We can do like a freaks episode because we really do want to do like a army hammer episode as well. Mm. We can put like army hammer, Dane Cook, that other comedian that's super problematic. What's his name? He's in um you. And he slid into our friend's DM. Yeah, he's also like just back at it again. Chilling. Really? He's yeah. like nothing came from that. Because he's super big on TikTok as well. Isn't that so weird because that's the character he was playing on you? Yeah. And he was actually like that in real life. Yeah. That's so weird. But I just don't understand. He obviously knows news. He obviously knows it. <laughs> he obviously knows what he's doing is wrong. No, he obviously knows what he's doing is wrong, first of all. Second of all, you're literally in a series where your character is... I think that's part of it. I think that it's the the feeling of yeah invincible. I'm not going to get caught. No one could get to me. I'm so powerful. I have control over this. Not even that powerful. Like we don't even know his name. Yeah, Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. You're only powerful. (laughs) We know your name. (laughs) The over drinks girls know your name. Back to back to the stories. The next one. I matched with a guy on Hinge, and he invited me over to his to have fish tacos for dinner for our first date. Apparently, he caught the fish himself too, which he was pretty proud about, lol. But when I got there, his roommate was there. Side note, his roommate was a well-known Australian reality TV contestant. So random. My date made all the tacos, but made the hugest... bailed on the date and got with the roommate. Yeah. <laughs> My date made all the tacos, but made the biggest mess in the kitchen I've ever seen. Then he set the table... <laughs> just picturing him like, <laughs> like in the movies, where he's like slicing up the fish and it's going all over and he's like... <laughs> whisking shit. Yeah, just like throwing <laughs> the bowls around. Imagine. He's got like flour all over his face. <laughs> and his chef's hat. <laughs> his chef outfit is covered with stains. Yeah. My date made all the tacos, but made the biggest mess in the kitchen I've ever seen. Then he set the table with three places, and I soon realized the roommate was having dinner with us. Oh, my God, no. It's so awkward. Who invites someone over for a first date to have dinner at the dinner table with their roommate? The whole vibe was just so weird. After dinner, I told his roommate that because he cooked, the roommate had to clean up. Wait. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> she told <laughs> She told the roommate. Get back in the kitchen. I didn't read that right. (laughs) Get that fucking kitchen. Get back in the kitchen. I can't even. I told him what. After dinner, my date told his roommate that because he cooked, the roommate had to clean up. The roommate said he couldn't because he had to leave, and this turned into a huge argument with me just awkwardly sitting there. And so I went and punched (laughs) him in the mouth and said, you get back in the kitchen, motherfucker! (laughs) This angel just cooked a dinner for everyone! (laughs) Now it's your turn to clean up! Do you know how this works? (laughs) I run things around here, boy. Oh, my God. Okay. When the roommate left, I was like, oh, don't worry about it. We can clean up. But he flat out refused and said he wouldn't do it. I tried to talk him into it, (laughs) saying we could make it fun and talk while we did it. And he wouldn't have a bar of it. Eventually, I ended up just doing it myself because I didn't want it to just, because I didn't want to just leave this huge mess there. (laughs) 
And the guy let me and just went and watched TV by himself oh. while I cleaned away in the kitchen. <laughs> this is their first day. What? I actually started laughing to myself because I was thinking, is this really happening? I thought surely he would eventually be like, oh, we can do it together. I'll help you. Or like any normal guy would be like, oh, no, don't you do it. I'll do it. But no, he just sat there watching TV and let me clean up the disaster of a kitchen by myself. Oh, And he actually called out to me at one point and was like, are you still in there? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with this guy? What a freak. After I was finally finished cleaning up the mess, I came over to watch TV with him and we started kissing. He asked if I wanted to go to his bedroom. At this point, I was so turned off. I was just like, uh, no, I don't think so. What? Why? And was being all weird about it. I got the hell out of there and didn't see him again. Flash forward over a year, I ran into him and we were hanging out for most of the night. And then he said, oh my God, I actually really like you. How did I not like you back then when we hung out? And I was like, what? Um, Wow, okay. Thanks for telling me you didn't like me. I didn't like you either, mate. The whole thing was just so weird and awkward. Oh my God, it sounds it. You should have told him to get back in the kitchen. Seriously. Okay, we've got two more. Number eight. I met a guy through Hinge. I think I made it quite clear I was more just looking for hookups. Ooh, get it, girl. We went on a good date, went back to his. Then he asked if I could pee on him during sex in his bed. I did it, lol, because I was wasted. Would prob do again with a little devil face? Oh, my God. (laughs) What a little devil. What a little devil. Oh, my God. This is one of the anonymous ones. Uh, I was going to say, that's just telling us all. I know, showing us your deep, dark Mm. secrets. Yeah, we put the anonymous box up on our stories. So some of these we don't know who they're from and some of them we do. Lol, in his bed. What the hell? do you think, like, if you needed to do it, you'd do it, like, in but like, if you fully kitchen? wet the bed, couldn't like go through like onto the mattress? You didn't hear and what stuff? I said? Oh, what'd you say? I said if you needed to do it, wouldn't you do it like in the kitchen? <laughs> no. Yeah, seriously, wow. gross. And then you've got a stranger's pee in your bed. Would you ever do it? Yeah, but he probably gets off on that if he's like asking him to do mm, that. There's probably other people's pee in that bed. Oh. No, I would not pee on someone. I told you my experience with that. Ryan <laughs> wasn't probably- peeing. <laughs> Need to elaborate. No, when that chick brought it up to Ryan and I on a night out. She was like absolutely shocked that you guys hadn't done it. It's not a common thing, surely. Well, I don't know. Like I said, it's really way more common. Isn't that in Sex and the City? Oh, the politician character that I think Carrie dates. He's like a politician, I'm pretty sure. And he asked her to like pee on him. He's like really into that. Oh my God. I guess it is a fetish. Not yucking anyone's yum, remember? Okay, last one. Lucky last. I matched with my old teacher from high school who I used to have the biggest crush on. Oh my God, this is the best one for last. (laughs) Wow. We went on a date and had sex, but it was really sad because I didn't live out my fantasy on a desk at school. (laughs) We did it in his bed at his place. Sometimes it's really not fun to meet your heroes. Oh my God, this is hilarious. Oh my God, that's so funny. Well, that was a hilarious story to end on. Oh, finish with a bang, literally. I mean... Most of these stories had bangs, to be honest. Wow. I mean, these stories don't really tempt me in the slightest, but... No, I've got a few friends that have some really good dates lined up. I know. These are also the good dates. These don't make good stories. Mm. Like, you had a friend that messaged in and was like, 
I met my boyfriend on Hinge and now we live together with a dog. And I'm like, we're not putting that on the podcast. That's not, she, <laughs> that's not okay. a funny story. She didn't message me in. She said, I was like, does anyone have any stories about dating apps? And she was like, oh, me and my boyfriend. She like anonymously now. sends it in. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is a, a great story. No, and I thought we were doing good stories too. But yeah, they met on Hinge and now they live together and have a cute little dog together and they're happy. So yeah. there is good stories too. Well, our cousin Ash, she lives with her boyfriend. Oh, that yeah, she that met was on a Hinge. dating app. Yeah. I mean, it does all the time. It's just just not really good content is it people <laughs> love the drama yeah all right we'll leave you on that guys <laughs> we're gonna go finish our daiquiris in the spa let's do it Shall we? oh my god yes let's have all a right. spa cute all right bye guys see Cheers. you next time bye bye see you guys bye, bye.